Hello everybody, welcome to Not Another Isekai, and man, we got more anime. It's what we do, we are closing up, say that every week, but um, this week is for real. This week we're covering the second to last episode um, for like half the shows, so we're pretty much done, then we can wrap it up. <laughs> um... Yeah, and, and for most of these shows, it definitely does feel like the end of the season. You know, I feel like that's pretty uh, pretty obvious, but there's a lot of these shows that feel like, okay, this is this is the end. They're, they're kind of gearing up, and a lot of these shows even, like, sort of end this episode. Like, you know, they do kind of have, like, this is it, and then you can tell that next episode is going to be, like, major setup for uh, whatever the next season is. Many of these shows probably won't get a second season, but uh, some of these I definitely hope will. Um, you know, I hope that they're popular enough. I know that a few of these probably have a good chance, so. Um, yeah, that's that. We'll start with Villain Saga, Season 2, Episode 23. Um, this was one. This was definitely one that I was thinking of when I was saying that, where it's like, this feels like the last episode of the season and so i definitely think next episode is just gonna be set up you know maybe i don't know maybe like i could even see like a little bit of a time skip maybe because like you know that you know this episode was mostly just thorfinn confronting canute and thorfinn being like i don't want this i can't convince you to leave the farm so I'm gonna do what the only logical thing I can do is and just run. I'm gonna get away. Um, what you know, what you think is interesting because on the surface, that seems like a very cowardly thing to do is to run, you know, especially given you know this idea, this uh, this change in character for Thorfinn <clears throat> is what they've been playing with, I feel like, the whole season. And so, something like this is like, oh, old, I guess, past Thorfinn would have never ran. He, he, he probably would have, I mean, he would have done a lot of things differently <laughs> than, than, uh, than new Thorfinn has done in, in the season. But, I, you know, I feel like in this moment, older Thorfinn probably would have just rushed Canute and then tried to kill him, you know? So from running, I think, like, it initially looked kind of cowardly. And that is kind of the, you know, like, edge in Canute's voice that he kind of gives him when, you know, when Thorfinn says this. But then it's sort of realized that he's, he's grown and he is trying to be above this. You know, not, not really in the sense of, like, you know, when people act all, like, you know, like, all, like, high and mighty and they kind of turn their nose up at people. That's not really what Thorfinn is doing. It is more so just, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. You know, like the the trauma <laughs> that I have witnessed, um, you know, that I've been exposed to. I don't want to be a part of it anymore, so I'm going to go find a place that's outside of the king's reach. And, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to create peace there. And then, you know, he is kind of his direct rival in that sense, but they're not really they're not approaching it the same way, right? Like, Thorfinn didn't go there and was like, I'm going to build an army and then I'm going to take you down. Like, you know, that's not his approach. He's more so, I'm just going to create a better world. I'm going to, you know, even if it starts off small, 
I'm going to create this better world for people. And then it's just, it's just going to grow. And, and, you know, we're going to force everyone to see that war is never necessary. Um, it's an interesting plan. You know, I don't know if it'll actually work. Um, you know, that's why I definitely feel like next episode could be more of a time skip. Not with him succeeding, but more so just him, maybe wherever he is. Um, you know, I think him and Anar are probably going to stay a, a like duo you know they're probably gonna be traveling companions um so you know i you know i could definitely see a, a slight time skip not you know not a lot not like you know maybe not as large as this past one was where it was five years i believe um oh no no i'm gonna no i'm getting that mixed up with something else <laughs> so it was a different show I had a five-year time chip time uh time jump but uh you know, I, I can definitely see something like that. I mean, you know, especially with, like, the back half of this episode where, you know, definitely felt like somewhat of a montage where it was like, okay, Canute withdrew from the farm. So, you know, whatever Thorfinn said there, you know, it definitely didn't get to him. Um, Canute relinquished a, a large portion of his army. Um, now the, the, what is it, the English and the Danish, I believe, they do have this sort of like understanding now um so that's bad <laughs> um you know because that kind of worked out for 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 canoe in, in the long run um and then at the very end we see thorfinn and Einar are going to do this for arnheid um i didn't quite catch this i didn't know if like vinland is an actual place <laughs> you know you know because they they referenced they, they they've mentioned vinland a few times at the very end there I don't know if that's like a real place or if that's just like an idea. Um, but that is what they're doing for Arnheid. And that's you know, kind of what they say at the end. So, um, you know, again, you know, I think they are going to be traveling companions. I think they're going to try to do this together, um, you know, because they both have their own different views on this. Right. They, you know, they both have reasons as to why war is terrible. Right. Um, you know, they, you know, been on opposite sides of it, but both did not enjoy the experience <laughs> so um yeah okay um anyway <laughs> uh yeah yeah so there are you know they both have their own reasons for this so um yeah this definitely felt like a final episode i'm very interested to see what what next episode will be but, you know you know because this one it ended in a way you didn't really think it was going to or at least i didn't right like i i kind of expected some more fighting to kind of end it um you know but for them to have their like quote-unquote peace talks and for it to kind of work <laughs> you know for you know for thorfinn to actually you know whether he realizes it or not you know canute did withdraw from the farm and said oh we're not we're not taking any farms um you know, you know, because I guess Canoe, what Thorfinn said, I feel like Canoe actually does want, but he's over time has just accepted that that's just not going to happen. That's just not the way the world works, right? That it was, you know, it was kind of part of his speech here. Um, so now for Thorfinn, you know, saying it as well and, and truly believing in it, and then Canoe knowing what kind of, you know, at least, you know, what kind of boy Thorfinn was and what kind of man he seems to have grown to be you know I think him 
getting out of the farm, getting rid of some of his army, or like, you know, uh, giving away some of the power with his army, you know, I think that, you know, that was a way for him to almost help and try to take some roadblocks away from Thorfinn. Because at the end of the day, if Thorfinn wins, Canute loses. But I think um, in terms of the ideas that Canute had all those years ago, those will succeed, right? Um, you know, so I think he'll fail ultimately as this, like, tyrant king. But if, if Thorfinn succeeds and gets, like, even close to the, 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 like, peace and prosperity that he's trying to get towards, then I think on the inside, Canute wins. Um, yeah. So, we'll see. You know, you know, like I said, next episode is the last episode. Um, again, I, I don't really know what this is going to be. I mean, you know, it could just be more more kind of wrapping things up. Um, Thorfinn and Aenar maybe just heading on their journey. Us um, really getting a better idea of where they're going, what they're going to do, if they have a plan. Um, or maybe there will be some sort of a time skip where they're already there and, you know, they've already kind of started doing uh you know i just don't know how they're going to approach it <laughs> where it's like where exactly are they going to go um and like what is their plan <laughs> we're just going to build a land of peace okay that seems much 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 easier said than done because it because in terms of doing sounds impossible but we'll see uh next Hell's Paradise, episode 11, I believe, uh, either, there's either one or two more episodes left of this, I don't remember, um, I don't remember, but, uh, yeah, this one was cool, um, we had the, the Yellow Brother, don't remember his name, um, he was kind of doing things that you shouldn't be able to do as a human, um, he had, uh, his, his Tau was going crazy, uh, you know, which, which again, not something a human is really supposed to do, supposed to have the abilities for, you know, he was, he was reaching past human capability in terms of strength and speed, and he even had, like, regeneration, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that was cool, and, and that was also a very interesting thing to, to put in here, because, um, we saw that it was possible for, you know, it's, it's funny that he, like, finding the secret of the tower or whatever, he was able to do it before Gabimaru, <clears throat> you know, I think, <clears throat> I think it's a very interesting way to, you know, kind of do that because Gabimaru, obviously our main character, um, you know, but, you know, for him to kind of do it, um, I don't know. I don't know. It was just like not expected. Um, and then, you know, to kind of show it from his side too, where, you know, I feel like, you know, because we saw two people, right? We saw him, we saw Gabimaru, both kind of learn, learn the ways of the Tao in, in two very different ways, um, two very different approaches. And the, the brother's way and definitely his execution was much more like brutal. 
and much more like, you know, it felt like he was kind of losing himself for the worst. You know, we saw his brother looking at him and like looking at him kind of standing over um, the Doshi's body and was like, you know, he had his like in a little inner monologue where like, oh man, it's, it's great that he's alive and all that, but kind of seems like he's, he's losing himself. He's kind of turning into a monster, you know, and then the, the brother, I remember the brother turns his face and he sees his face like all burnt and scarred and stuff for like a half second. And so it's like, what is, you know, what is he becoming? You know, is this, this is like a path of evil, you know, that, you know, that he's found, even though he is a criminal, you know, sent here uh, because he was on death's row, I believe. Um, you know, but still, he just kind of, and, and you know, we see Gavimaru's side where he's more so doing it to protect people. And, uh, you know, he even talks about in this episode about changing, you know, about how like he's not the same person he was when he stepped on the island. But his change is for, is, is, is better, you know, because he's, you know, he's getting more in tune with his emotions, right? He is helping people. Um, you know, he's not just this like stone cold killer, you know, the Gavimaru, the, the hollow shinobi or whatever, right? Like that's, you know, that's not really who he is anymore. Um, you know, so he, so he's going to change it for the better. Um, yeah, which is cool. You know, um, you know, he's, he, you know, he's out here protecting May, um, you know, cause May has a whole story about her, you know, she's like cast out or whatever and, you know, they're looking for her because she could be the key to a lot of things. Um, but yeah, and then at the end of the day, she's able to help him. The whole like strong, strong, weak, all, all that stuff is just like, you are speaking in riddles. <laughs> but, you know, he was able to understand and he, he, he like mastered the technique, you know, just like that. Um, you know, so this it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, you know, with the humans learning this. <laughs> And the Tenzin, knowing that they're here, knowing, I mean, I'm sure at some point they're going to know that they're coming. Oh, man, we're, we're sending a bunch of Doshi out and they're not returning. <laughs> we can't, we can't sense their life anymore. <laughs> um, it's be an interesting fight, I think, because, you know, they're kind of building this up that Gaimaru and the brother now and probably more people at, you know, soon, you know, sort of getting this ability of the towel and to control it and then getting these powers right but it is like how how skilled are they right like you know because the the tensin have been have been messing with this stuff forever really like the, you know they're they're like the slivers of gods right um but they you know they do have a weakness so i guess that's something and they're not, they're not really immortal. Um, they just have crazy, crazy regenerative powers, which when you master the Tao in your body, you know, I guess you, you kind of have that too. So, yeah. But there's not really very many of them. You know, I think that's the problem too, where there are, you know, what is there, seven? Seven Tenson? I don't think there's... I don't know. I'm just I'm just very interested to see who else does all the all the crazy Tao stuff. Because 
Um, if it's only... Because, like, <laughs> only Gabimaru and the brother, that's only two people. You know what I mean? It's like two people, even if they're on the level of Tenson. Two Tenson can't be seven Tenson. That's just, the numbers don't add up. So I'm wondering, like, I mean, we pretty much have our crew, you know? Like, we, you know, unless there's people that we just haven't seen in a while, like a long while, we pretty much know everyone else that's alive between the, the like, uh, sword people and then the criminals um we pretty much know everyone that's here so are they all gonna master tao like i just don't see that being possible um you know i think gabi mar was able to do it because of his whole like shinobi stuff and then the, the brother was able to do it because of his like his past his like approach to things i suppose you know but i don't think everyone else will easily be able to do that and like even if they get some of it, you know, they're still not on, on the same level, so I don't know. It's gonna be weird. But we'll see. Next, Konosuba, an explosion of this wonderful world. Episode eleven. Um not too much here. Um yeah, not not really that much. Uh, in the beginning they run into the, the, the rookie slayer. Right, that's like a big thing with the episode, you know, uh, you know, a lot, you know, all this episode with them trying to be in the guild and them just not being good, <laughs> you know, which, which, yeah, we kind of already saw that, you know, um, and then we see them looking for the blue haired mage, blue haired arch, arch mage, um, which, which we believe at one point they do run into them, uh, but we're not sure. And then I was thinking about, you know, because we get into, like, blue hair, and it's like, ooh, is it is it Aqua, you know? You know, Aqua from, from the main show and all that. And, um, but I don't think it can be, you know, because I think at this point, Aqua is still, like, a goddess, and she's still, like, in the sky or whatever. Um, so it can't be her. But it is interesting that they went blue hair. They could have went any other color and not confused us. <laughs> um, you know, that's, like, a big thing, because they're like, oh, well, if she can, if we can get her in our party, then you know then we can beat the you know the crazy demons out there um you know get 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 the reward um but yeah i don't think we ever really find them um and then towards the end we do have that that the one demon who we see was <laughs> i suppose agreed to be the familiar of um megumin's little sister i don't remember her name um so that's you know that's that's hilarious that that you know that little like B plot or like even like C plot has kind of followed us through the show you know because we did see that many episodes ago where they kind of met each other and then like you know I think the sister like found something um whatever and like you know they were trying to you know and clearly the, the you know the demon was trying to use her but like you know the sister's just like a child <laughs> so it's like she couldn't really do exactly what he wanted he's getting like frustrated you know so it's funny that kind of followed us through where it's like hey you you kind of look like the girl that <laughs> that I've been working with. It's like, oh, really? Interesting. Um, and that demon wants Chomsky, 
um Chomsky that's also another really funny like character thing that, that's followed us throughout the whole show is that Chomsky is, is actually the like most powerful <laughs> most powerful being in the entire show like like everyone is after the cat um they don't end up giving them up though um you know we don't really get a conclusion next episode is our last episode with this um it's just funny where it's like, what, what's everyone with this cat? <laughs> and it's also funny because like, the cat being so powerful is like, oh, you know, that's a good joke. But then also, the cat hasn't done anything. You know, like it'd be cool if next episode we see the cat do something. It's like, oh, the cat is powerful. <laughs> You know, but, but up to this point, the cat's done nothing. The cat just acted like a cat the whole time. It's like, why are they... Why is everyone after this cat? Um, but yeah, so... Like I said, not, not really too much happened. Um, no, they didn't really do a whole lot. Just kind of having problems with the, being in the guild. And, uh, you know, you know, I feel like mostly set up for, for the final episode where we'll see their decision with the demon, with Chomsky. Um... And then we'll also get another big, like, meta question answered as well, where it's like... How much of this show is left, you know? Because obviously this is a prequel, and, you know, I feel like one of our big questions is... Where is this ending? You know, like, are we... Is it only going to be one season, and are we going to see them kind of end this and then get to the, uh the like main show right or is it gonna be more are they kind of planning on like you know it's like vague like oh i don't know there could be more but we'll see i don't know uh next we have my love story with yama Kuna, level 999 episode 11 um yeah, so this is a cool episode. I think might be one more episode of this left. I think maybe. Um, yeah, this one was cool uh, because this was basically the big introduction of Subaki, and um, and also we got some more uh, some more Eta stuff in there as well, and and Momo. You know, it's a, it's a, I feel like it's always a treat whenever we see Momo because she is like the friend. You know, the, like, one, like, maybe child? No, I, I don't think she's a childhood friend. I think they met in college, I think. But uh, that's always cool when we see here. So, um, yes, yeah, so we did see the, you know, Eita introduces Akane to Tsubaki. Um, and, you know, they, they they play the game. They It's very, very funny. They, they, you know, they face a boss with four bars of HP. That's all good and dandy. Um, more importantly... Like I said, it's the introduction of Subaki, and we do see some some more of her character. Um, you do, you know, we do see some of the uh, the layers being peeled back of like, oh yeah, she only did this because she wanted to get close to to Yamada. Um, but you know, I feel like we talked about this with many different shows many times before. But it is the the like main character uh, effect, right? Where it's like on paper, Subaki should hate. Akane and should see her as a rival, you know, because clearly she's the one that Yamada has talked about, 
Um, you know, they've obviously spent a lot more time together than she has with Yamada. Um, but, you know, just, you know, just the way Akane is, um, kind of makes it hard to do that. Um, you know, just how, how nice she is and how, I don't know, just how, like, human she is, you know, and how, like, she's, she doesn't seem to have these, like, weird underlying motives like other people might. Um, so, yeah, and then, you know, kind of by the end of it, you don't get the energy of, like, Tsubaki being jealous or, like, Tsubaki being, like, hateful or anything like that. It's more so just, like, reflective and... she like maybe wants to be her friend <laughs> it's like oh man i've i kind of had this idea and i'm thinking about it and i've talked with her and we've, you know done stuff together and whatever and it's just like i can't i can't really hate her <laughs> you know so again that's you know this is all like main character um main character effect i suppose um and then we have the back half where, like I said, we see Momo and Akane, and uh, they get ambushed by a couple of guys. Very terrible. You always look at that, and there are other so there are instances of this in other shows this week. It's just like, when... <laughs> when does this ever work? You know what I mean? Like, for, you know, for those two guys. Have they done this before? And has it worked for them? <laughs> Where like where the girls are like, oh yeah, this is this is the situation that I want. <laughs> this is what I was hoping happened to me today. And we walked into the into the cafe or whatever. It's crazy, uh, but but Ata does save them, and that's one reason I love Ata is because he is ride or die um, for the people that he cares about. You know we've we, you know, we've seen it before in the show, but like for him to care so much, for him to immediately pick up on the situation, and for him to be like very politely you know because he you know he has an employee there he's a worker so you know he, he, he can't really go off on them for him to just be like you are what does he say like you're you're inconveniencing our guests and i would i i i like appreciate you moving to another table or something like that um just like yeah like they like clearly like and also <laughs> it's just like do they like they just have no self-awareness like obviously they don't have a lot of self-awareness because they put themselves in this position but you have none at all for you to like you're you're, you're talking and like i don't know i don't know, i feel like you could f you can see and feel someone's like energy like their their body language and all that um when you're talking to them so like they couldn't see that momo and akane clearly <laughs> did not want you there or maybe they did and they just didn't care and they were like we're gonna make them love us she's <laughs> like what are you what are you doing you know this is this is not the move it's crazy <laughs> um yeah and then we have a clear a crazy cliffhanger at the end where akane says that she wants to talk to eta about something this is where the predictions start okay let's ever start getting the the prediction so um to me there's really only two possibilities um one has to do with 
Akane directly, you know? I feel like maybe... Maybe she's going to talk to Eita about Yamada. And not... Not necessarily, like, confess her love <laughs> to Yamada. But maybe something, like, in that in that realm, you know? Where it's, like, sort of, like, beating around the bush. It's like, oh, you know, you know, maybe just, like, asking more about Yamada. You know, kind of more about his life. That, you know, that, that, that sort of thing. And kind of, like, insinuates certain things about her feelings. Um, that'd be cool. You know, especially, like I said, I think there's one one episode left. Maybe two episodes, but I believe there's only one left. Um, you know, so that would kind of make sense for kind of teeing up a final episode of the season. Um, or something that I feel like kind of got introduced, uh, you know, pretty heavily this episode was uh, maybe Akane also picked up on it. Or maybe Akane and Momo were talking, you know, you know, because they did, you know, they did say that they were kind of waiting for him, right? Like, you know, outside the cafe to, to kind of catch up with him. So I'm sure they had time to talk about whatever, um, you know, so maybe Momo, you know, you know, maybe Akane wants to talk to uh, Eita about Momo, you know, because we, you know, we kind of see um, indication that Momo uh, has a fondness for, for Eita, you know, so maybe Akane kind of being kind of being that uh that like uh intermediate you know person like hey so what do you what do you think about momo <laughs> you know she's probably not gonna say it like that but you know so you know sort of like gauging that and being like oh you know momo kind of you know so maybe something like that i mean the only other option i can see but i feel like it'd be less impactful would be asking about Ata himself like maybe for some reason because Eita kind of swooped in and maybe Akane wants to know more about him and I don't know it uh, doesn't feel right to me like you know to me them ending the episode with that it's got to be something crazy and uh to me the the like craziest outcome would be her sort of pushing on the whole Yamada thing so that's what I believe, especially, you know, you know, because like I said, I'm pretty sure next episode is the final episode of the season. So it has to relate to that. It's got to be a fight, like a final episode of the season has to hit in in a way that the other episodes haven't, you know, like something big has to happen. It, you know, like if let's say next episode is last episode, it can't just be, oh, we're hanging out again and we're doing stuff like it's got to be something. Now, I don't know that necessarily it'll end with um, a real confession. Um, you know, because to me, I've definitely talked about this before, but it's like these sort of like romance shows, um, they normally don't last very long. And if they do, it's not, it's, you know, it's usually not very good, um, you know, they don't, they don't usually last very long past the two people getting together, um, you know, because the, the, the show, the, the, the entertainment is them kind of playing this weird, like, cat and mouse game, right, um, you know, so I feel like if there was, like, a full-on confession, 
I don't know that we get another season because it's like, well, now what's what's the show going to be? You know, you know, I think they have it in them. I think these characters are interesting enough and their dynamic is pretty cool. You know, something they could do another season with them like together. But I don't know. Seems like it's probably not what they're going to do, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Next, we got Skip and Loafer, episode 11. Um, next episode is definitely the last one. I, I, I do remember seeing that. Um, that's going to be quite the last episode, I feel like. <laughs> um, but, um, so they're at the, you know, the festival, the, the play is a hit, which is pretty cool. Um, and uh yeah so th this episode is a lot of um it's a lot of mitsumi sort of reflecting on really everything it's definitely a lot of that um so like with with yuzuki we see that um she gets hit on a lot but she just wants to show off her art, you know? So, you know, you know, so that's a very uh, cool thing to kind of add on to her character, you know, you know, cause she is kind of seen as this like super popular, um, super sought after girl in school. And so it makes sense that, that she's hit on all the time, but I like that it's, it's, it's sort of in this setting of like, no, I'm like super serious about my art. Like that's something that, you know, she even says like, oh, I poured my, my heart and soul into this piece, but none of the guys really like look at it. They just kind of glance at it and say, oh, this is cool. Anyway, what are you doing later today? <laughs> and she's just like, no, this is like, what? Like, this is not the place to do this. You know, I have my blood, sweat and tears <laughs> on the wall right here in you're just, you're just kind of tossing it aside. That's not, you know, that doesn't make me want to be like, oh yeah, let's go do, you know, like, no. Um, that was a cool thing to kind of see, right? Because um, in hindsight, we expect that, we expect that happens all the time, unfortunately. But, um, you know, for her, to, for, for it to happen here, for her to be so distraught over it and to be like, this is, this is not the focus of today. Um, it's nice, it's nice. You know, and then we get uh, shifting from Yuzuki to to uh, the other friend, Makoto. And uh, I love the little interaction here with her character because she comes in um, with, with her two friends. She's two friends from like middle school or whatever. And they come in and Yuzuki is like super, super upbeat, super like, hey, what's going on? How, you know, how you doing? How do you meet, you know, how do you meet Makoto and all that? And you can tell that she's like a little overbearing, very reminiscent of how she was when she and Makoto first met and they started to kind of get close. You know, they're in the same friend group and whatever. Um, and so, you know, I think Yuzuki kind of sees that, um, you know, you know, maybe not like making the connection to like Makoto or whatever, but sort of seeing that she... We, 
you know, because generally I feel like Yuzuki is pretty perceptive of these things. I mean, she was perceptive enough to have, like, a very real conversation with, you know, you know, with Makoto about this of, like, you know, we, you know, we, like, flash back to it where it's, like, you don't have to force yourself or, hey, I'm, you know, I, mean, I think there's even a conversation where she was, like, you don't have to be my friend, <laughs> you know, and, like, not in a harsh way, but just, like, hey, you know, if, if I don't, like, match with you, like, we don't have to be, like, super close friends or whatever, like, it's fine. Um, you know, I don't, I, you know, you know, I, I don't want to make you uncomfortable basically. Right. Um, but then the great thing happens where Makoto kind of sees this and she sort of gets those like flashbacks. And so she wants to bring them together because, you know, I think in her mind, she's like, oh, I, I could have just, um. I could have just stayed in my lane and been like, nah, you know, Yuzuki, this girl isn't really for me. Like, our personalities don't really match. Um, you know, where it, you know, it doesn't really work out, right? Um, but if I did that, I would have never gotten closer to her. Now she's like one of my closest friends. Um, you know, I mean, you know, just in general, I've met her. I've met, you know, I've met Mitsumi. I've met uh, Mika, you know, all, you know, all these different people. And so, you know, I, th I think she sees that and she's like, no, I want to kind of bridge the gap and, and, you know, bring my two friends closer. Uh, well, she has two middle school friends and then, uh, Yuzuki. And, and so the a great thing happens where she like, she rushes over. She's like, she shows her two friends, uh, you know, her painting and she starts getting super in detail about it. <clears throat> And, um, and then she starts like asking questions about Yuzuki's dog and you know, get to Yuzuki, like, like smile, like she kind of understands what she's doing and she very much appreciates it. Um, you know, so again, her kind of bridging that gap, you know, I think it was a great moment. I think it shows so much growth on, on her, her character from when we first met her in like episode three or something. Um, you know, so that, you know, that was probably like my favorite moment of this entire episode was just that kind of going through her head and her having the idea of like rushing over and being like, Hey, so Yuzuki, uh, you know, Yuzuki reads, uh, you know, a lot of the same books that I do. And so I lend her books and she always reads them immediately and gives them back and we talk about it. And then also she's, she's like super into art and like she actually painted this over here. This is her dog. And, uh, you know, her, you know, her dog is like her favorite thing in the world. And, oh, yeah, I've always been meaning to ask, what, uh, you know, what kind of breed is your dog? And then, you know, she's just, like, super, you know, getting super into it. Um, and, you know, and then also kind of, in a way, I feel like if you read between the lines, she is showing her appreciation for Yuzuki as a friend. Um, you know, you know, something that she may have struggled with in the past. Um, and then glances over at Yuzuki and then Yuzuki understands this and smiles and is like oh yeah and then answers the question I think it's like some kind of terrier or something but just like that that moment I think hits super hard um and yeah and yeah I just want to note that I, I like super like this friend group um, I think it's great. I think they all have like different personalities that that mesh well together when they're all in the same room together. You know, they you know they make some time to just spend time with just them for 
um, you know, you know, between the responsibilities of the of the festival, and you can just tell that they're super comfortable with each other. Um, you know, it's it's great. Um, and then yeah, and then we have sort of the back half of the episode where Shima's little brother gets lost, um, and I really like this part too because, you know, I always like whenever we see more stuff with Shima. Um, you know, because obviously he's the character that we don't we don't see much about because he is super private about his life and and all that. But um, you know, him kind of not thinking that his little brother would be excited to see him or like not even I mean, <laughs> not even really sure if if his brother loves him <laughs> is like so telling of his character. You know, like not sure. You know, like even before that, like you know when he was, I. I you know, when he was at the zoo with, with Mitsumi and wanted to buy something for him, was like, didn't know what to buy him, and then finally got him something, and then was going to give it to, you know, he was going to give it to Mitsumi, be like, ah, he probably doesn't want this anyway, you know, and then Mitsumi's like, what are you talking about, like, you're, you're his older brother, like, you give him anything, and, and, and you know, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he'd love it, because it, it's coming from you, um, that's like super indicative of his character because then we you know then we move on through the episode and they meet you know you know shima you know you know finds the brother with the you know with his with his classmates or whatever and his little brother just like starts crying and like or like runs to him and embraces him and 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 just really hits shima and just like you are an idiot <laughs> like you 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 really thought that what you're gonna go see him and, and he was gonna be like he should like scoff at you or something like no he immediately ran towards you and was like oh my god and you know he's kind of going back in his head and he's realizing that his little brother like was never like avoiding him he was just trying to be considerate of him and then he realizes that he was the same way when when he was a kid the same exact way and so everything starts to connect and then it's just like this you know this great bond that is formed in this moment you know, and he picks him up and he's like, hey, why don't we go wait for mom outside? And he's just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just, oh, it's great, you know, because, you know, I think it works both ways where on, on Shima's end, he got um, confirmation that, again, it, it sounds weird, it sounds kind of harsh, but he got confirmation that like his brother loves him <laughs> um but then on the little brother's end like he finally got to be close with him like f you know physically and shima like acknowledged him and talked to him and wanted to be with him and all that stuff so you know i think both of them were maybe sort of thinking the same thing you know they're both kind of distant from each other and so for this moment to happen and it'd be like oh no we're we're like brothers like that's like that's what what we are <laughs> is it was awesome um and then again the you know you know the same way that most second to last episodes happen um we have a nice little cliffhanger at the end where shima's mom and ririka cross paths and you can tell that they're both very surprised <laughs> at, at, at seeing the other one in this moment um i can't wait <laughs> I can't wait for next episode. Um, again, I don't know if we're getting another season of this. I think easily we could get another season of this, and I really hope we do. But just just next episode, I mean, 
the mom and Ririka, you know, I think this little encounter is going to be huge, um, huge, uh, you know, but then other than that, like, I don't really know how they close out the season, um, but I'm, I'm very excited. This is, this is definitely one of my favorite shows, if not my favorite show of, of the season. So, um, very, very excited. Next, we got Heavenly Delusion, episode 12. Um, this was terrible. <laughs> this was an awful episode. Um, so, it's just like, there's so many things that happen, you know? There's so many things that happen. And we're just like, why? You know, so the very beginning... We have the robot being like, do you want to go outside of the outside? Something that people have been very excited about for a while. And I say, yes. Okay, let let the test begin. And then it cuts. And then we just like wake up. And it's like, so... I don't, I don't understand. And then we're going to... We're going to flash forward a little bit in the episode to where the orphanage is being attacked, right? Just, just attacked. <laughs> and so now I'm thinking... You know, because the, the very beginning, it like, it, it like opens up that way and they wake up and it's like, oh, that, that was a weird dream. And it's like, was it a dream though? Because what, like, is this the test? Like, do you want to go outside of the outside? How do we do that? We just destroy everything, you know, the robots have finally taken over. <laughs> You know, so like, are those things connected? You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. I don't know what's going on in this orphanage place. <laughs> so many questions. And then other than that, we have, uh, Kiriko and Maru. And it's great because they have an appointment with Robin. Robin, I forgot who the character was, but I remember that Robin was just kind of like their, like, like friend i don't really remember they're like friend of some sort maybe they're like somewhat of like a father figure like an uncle figure or something like that right back back before all of this back you know back before the the events of the show um it's great right we see him it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome as a character that, that 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 we knew from back then and then we learn that robin is a huge creep and that is to put it super lightly <laughs> um it's just like, what are you doing? Like, I didn't see it until it was way too late. I'm sure other people watching this were like, have like the red flags just like coming out. But like for me, it was like, oh, this is cool. Kind of mean, I'm just cool. You know, and then <clears throat> I think it probably started with me when he suggested that Kiriko go and take a bath. I was like, oh, okay. It's, it's kind of a like, like a very abrupt, like, stop to their conversation, you know, but then I was like, ah, oh, whatever, he's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it, we can talk later, and in my mind, I was like, yeah, that makes, I guess that makes sense, though, because he's like, hey, it's been a long day, we just, you know, we just reunited, I'm sure you have way more questions that you've already asked, love to catch up, love to, you know, you being here is amazing, and it's like, why don't you take a bath, why don't we chill, why don't we, you know, maybe, maybe even, like, call it a day, like, I'm not going anywhere, you're not going anywhere, it's all good, right? So I was like, okay, that's cool. But then, like, her taking a bath and her coming out and be like, 
oh my my clothes are gone <laughs> immediately i was like oh no oh no didn't know exactly what we were in store for but i had, I had the feeling of like oh no wait this is weird what's what's happening you know honestly i was expecting i mean a little before this you know uh when i was like oh, i'll go take a bath and he was walking away he had this kind of weird energy and like i thought and again i didn't you know i didn't think what we were getting is what we were actually going to get but i thought in that moment it's like oh he's gonna like run away or something you know you know like there's there, you know there's like something about her there's like some secret or something that he's like oh go and take a bath and while she's distracted i'm gonna hightail it out of here uh, but no, no clothes, he comes in, has the creepy smile, and I'm like, oh, yep, this is happening, this is terrible, <laughs> um, and this weird, like, obsession with, like, are you, are you, are you, are you the, the boy or the girl, <laughs> just like, what is, what, what is happening, like, I don't, <clears throat> what is this, he's like, oh, you, you, you gotta save your sister, what watch <laughs> watch what terrible thing is about to happen to her don't don't you want to save her it's like what is this weird like third person like <laughs> why are you speaking about yourself in the third person <laughs> um but yeah and it's just like it's the show's just a really good job of like splicing things together you know you know something at the very end here i think we have we have one more episode of this as well um where they're kind of splicing between this terrible thing that's happening between the weird like melancholy of of maru just kind of chilling in in like their their apartment or whatever um and then the like confusion but also somewhat like um what's what's the word i'm looking for um wonder i guess of some of the kids in the orphanage and like what's happening around them but also like what they could be going towards um they really did kind of again a very second to last episode thing to do is to put all of our main characters in a in a position where you're like i want to know more you know i mean even like maru where it's like well, not really anything's happening with him. It's like, sure, but him being all alone, him having this time to think. Um, and then him also, like, not being with with Kiriko in this moment. Like, what, what's going to happen there? Um, you know, obviously my biggest thing is with Kiriko and, like, who, you know, who's going to save her or him, I guess, you know. Um, it's just awful. It's terrible. You know, <laughs> I hope he dies. <laughs> I hope he dies next episode. I, 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 I want it so much, uh, but we'll see, you know. Uh, next, Demon Slayer Swordsman's Village Arc episode 10. <clears throat> um, yeah, <clears throat> it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> I don't feel like there's a whole lot to talk about because I feel like it's just like a lot of action, a lot of really good action, but just not really a whole lot to dive deep into. Uh, Mitsuri is uh, really, really good. I'm 
you know, you know the more we're seeing of her, the more fan I am of her. Um, you know, because at the beginning, it's like, oh, our character design is really what made her popular, right? But the more we see her, I'm like, oh, no, her her, her fighting is crazy. You know, I love, you know, I love her, um, her, like, technique, I guess. Um, her, like, weird, like, whip lasso sword is crazy. Um, but then also, I mean, but then I also really like her personality as well. Um, um, you know, I like her backstory where she's, like, she's super strong and she eats a lot. But, you know, that. That, that caused her a lot of anxiety and a lot of uh a lot of like uh uncertainty with where her life is because she's like oh i'm not i'm not really like other girls you know um and she even tried to change herself she like dyed her hair she stopped eating um she started to act really weak and that started to get her like uh possible suitors right but then she was like i can't you know obviously we know at some point she's like i can't do this like this isn't this is not me um her parents were ride or die, which I, I very much appreciated, you know, I mean, you know, when she was, when she was, uh, you know, awake at night, she was like, oh, what, you know, what am I going to do, and her, her dad is like, you can just live here with us forever, and she's like, yeah, but aren't, aren't girls supposed to, like, grow up and get married and have a family, and she's, and he's just like, you can just live here forever, <laughs> and, like, on one hand, it's, it's not very encouraging, where it's like, you should maybe, you know, try to push your kids to do, you know, something, right? But, you know, I do like where he's, he's not super hard the other way, where he's not like, yeah, you're, you're a loser. <laughs> um, you should change everything about yourself. Like, no. And then, you know, you know, even when she's kind of dyeing her hair, um, you know, you can see the parents kind of peeking in and they're very worried and they're like, whoa, this is not, this is not our child you know she is she's going through something um so that was cool um and then in that moment for it to kind of end the flashback and her be like i don't know if i'll ever be loved by anybody and then for it to end the flashback and tanjiro genya and nezuko all kind of shove her out of the way from being destroyed by this demon and her realizing oh I do have people around me that that genuinely care about me uh, is, is great um, I, another thing to note, uh, she does have a mark as well she has a mark on her like like her collar bone I guess um, and so that you know, that's something that they're really pushing this season I feel like we didn't see it too much in the first couple seasons you know aside from like Tanjiro I guess but now aside from Tanjiro we have multiple Hashira that, that, that have marks now. And I'm not really sure what they're for. Um, it's funny because, you know, this very much reminds me of Naruto where um, very early on in Naruto, Sasuke, one of the main characters, um, he gets a, a, a curse mark. Um, it has to do with like, you know, it gives him like certain powers, but it's also cursed. You know, there's a lot of different things there. Um, so it kind of reminded me of that where it's like, what are these what do these marks mean <laughs> what, what, what's going on because it seems like every time someone goes crazy <laughs> the mark appears or grows so there's there, there's some connection there. there is something that they're building to with with that but i just i just don't quite know what it is yet um and then uh yeah but yeah that's that, that, that's pretty much everything um we do kind of end the episode with them them closing in on on the main demon's body um you know they're getting real close to to killing them because they're like in the day 
that is the main like like we we have to kill that one to take out all the rest um so yeah again not not really too much just because it was mostly action and like it's hard to break down action but um, at least for me but um yeah i mean overall like i said i i really really <clears throat> you know as the episodes go on i'm falling in love more and more with the you know with the mitsuri character you know the little backstory we got of her which definitely added a lot of depth to her character um and also just like her like fighting style is is, is super cool so um yeah excited i think we have two more actually i, I actually I, I have no idea i don't know how many episodes this season is <laughs> I, I don't even know if this is one core. It could it, it could very well be two cores. I have I have no idea. Um, you know, I mean, it definitely feels like we are closing in on the end of this fight, though. Um, but we'll see. Uh, next, Mobile Suit Gundam: Wish for Mercury, season two, episode nine. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this one is tough. This one's definitely tough. So they're, you know, they're all trapped in school, um, you know, cause that, and you don't want to let them leave cause of, you know, whatever their possible involvement with all this stuff. Um, you know, they're, they're handing out tomatoes. Um, you know, Suleta is trying her best to kind of help people. You know, as, as as much as she can, you know, and again, I love the, you know, even the like symbolic nature of the tomatoes to be like, oh, she took all these and, you know, put them in cold storage and then she's handing them out to kind of make people feel better, especially just like something different than eating all like the, you know, like rations and stuff that they're eating. Just like even that small gesture is like super impactful. So I really like that she's kind of keeping herself busy. Um uh, you know, and then meanwhile, we cut to Mirina and she's like the complete opposite where she um, she blames herself for everything, um, which, you know, I think partly she's definitely to blame, but I think partly she's definitely not to blame where it's like all of this did not happen because of you. You know, you're giving yourself way too much credit. Like Prospera has been <laughs> has been like puppet mastering this thing for years, you know, so like you you are not the, you are not the mastermind behind all of this death and destruction, like, you know, um, and a part of that, which I wasn't really expecting, but, uh, Shadik, he does admit that this was all his plan, you know, like, I was expecting him to kind of talk his way around it, but he, they do have him in custody, and he does say, yep, this was all me, this is what I wanted to happen, all this stuff, you know, they are kind of turning, they're at least trying to turn his character into something good, um, you know, with him being like, hey, I was doing it for, doing it for my people, you know, and like, in a way, you can, you can definitely, um, empathize with, with, with like, where, <laughs> where his feelings come from, you may not like what he's done, you may not like the execution, you know, it may be where we kind of fall off a little bit, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see where his character will go and, like, what his dynamic will be with, with Mirena to see maybe they end up working together. Maybe, you know, Prospera goes a little too far, a little, a little too much, and uh, they realize, hey, this is bad. <laughs> it's very bad. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of Prospera's little puppet mastery, uh, we have a few things here. Um, they will forcibly intervene on the Benerit group, so we're taking them out, right? They can't be trusted. Gundams are attacking people. They're not, you know, they're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, so now everything that Mirena has been working towards and cool as well, um, is about to be destroyed. So like, that's a whole nother thing that like, just weight on Mirena's shoulders. That's just like, this, this is too much. I can't, I can't handle this. Um, yeah. And then, uh, let's see. Um, and then, yeah. And then, and then pretty much just the very end of the episode where, uh, Suleta kind of spills all the tea, right? Gives up all the information finally to everyone so that everyone knows what's happening with her. She, you know, she says that she's not her mother's real daughter. She is a, a like repli, repli child or whatever, repli clone. I don't know. Um, you know, Pro Prospera back in the day, she she transferred uh, Ares biometric code to Ariel. Um, and apparently the whole like data storm thing that she's trying to achieve will help Ari live. Um, you know, so that's basically her being like, hey, you can't reason with her. Like there's nothing you'll be able to say to her, to her for her to be like, oh yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm going to, I'm going to cease and desist, <laughs> you know, like, no, there's, 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 there's nothing you can do. Um, which is, you know, in a way. Uh, you understand it, right? It's Prospera. It's 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 her child. You know, she she's done all of this for for a kid. But it's like, how many people? <laughs> how many people have you killed <laughs> for this? You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, again, I understand it's your kid. You know, you'd be like, oh, I'd I would murder anyone for my child. It's like, well, where's the line? <laughs> where's the line exactly? Uh, and then the day, Sleta does agree to pot the Gundam, which is terrible because I mean, we're we're gearing up for Sleta to die, you know? Like she, like all of the the Gundam pilots die. They all fall victim to the same disease, the same you know, you know, same stress on the body. The only reason that Sleta hasn't felt any of that is because Aerie was able to like communicate with with the storm in some way. Um, the only one to ever be able to do that and um, was able to take the like full brunt of of the storm so that you know you know so that's like you know never have to deal with that so now her going to a different Gundam it's like she's about to do something she's never done before and I don't know that piloting one Gundam like that will kill you <laughs> but I mean they're they're definitely gonna mess around with that idea I mean you you know they are um, and yeah, Quiet Zero has begun. Um, they took out an entire just like fleet in a matter of like five seconds. So much more death, so much more <laughs> just terrible things that are on Mirena's mind. You know, more, you know, more things that, that, that she can just blame herself for. Um, and yeah, and you know, so right there we, you know, we see kind of a, a, like taste of what quiet you know of what the whole quiet zero project can do and just how powerful prospera has become and it's just like i don't i don't know what we're gonna do i don't know how we're gonna beat that 
Um, at the very end, we see that Ghoul's brother is very upset with me, Irene. Ghoul's brother uh, kind of just taking, taking all that on. Saying, Ghoul's changed. Everything has changed. It's all due to me, Irene. So, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know if Ghoul's brother is... What action is he going to take, you know? Like, you know, now we have this other character that's just, like, <laughs> against me, Irene. You know, like, what, like... How is he going to factor into everything? So I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, overall, pretty crazy episode. Um, you know, again, I'm. I just don't know what's going to happen with Suleta. I mean, she. I just don't think it's a good idea for her to pot the Gundam. Um, you know, she, you know, she wants to do anything and everything she can to help people. So, that's kind of what she sees this as. But I just, I just don't want to see her die. <laughs> That'd be very sad. Um, just to see what, what Mirene does to kind of save face and kind of save her, her company and still become president. Um, and then Prospera, what, what, what ends will she go to? And will this actually end the way she wants it to? You know, I don't know. Next, we got Insomniacs After School, episode 10. Um, this one was cool. Um, we don't really get too much, but there are a few things to note. Um, so we do see more of, not of, of Nakami's childhood. Um, he would always crush the heels of his shoes. And, you know, I think this is very, this, you know, this little scene, this little flashback is very, you know, you know just like perfectly encapsulates his, his childhood and what kind of. Uh, brought him to where he is today where you know there's something that we already kind of knew because we, we, we we've, we've talked about this before i don't remember who i think maybe Nakami. I, I don't know but see he would always crush his shoes and so we have the scene where the uh the like teacher or principal or whoever uh brings his dad in guy like, oh, or like calls him or something i don't know talks about oh, he's always crushing his shoes and you know when i would I tell him to stop, you know, or whatever, and he wouldn't, you know, he he wouldn't stop. He's like, oh, you know, he's a very, doing very good in school academically, but aside from that, like, you know, it's not, it's not doing so well. And, you know, so his dad, you know, kind of brings him home and all that, and his dad is like, what are you, what are you doing? Why, are you, why are you crushing your shoes? Why, you know, you know, why can't you just listen to your teacher? Nakami gets very upset at that, and you know, and runs away, you know, you know, runs off to his room. In that moment, his dad realizes that oh, he wasn't doing that to like act out. He wasn't like crushing his shoes to act out. He was doing it because his shoes don't fit. So he 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 literally has to like crush the heel down so that his foot so that his his foot can kind of rest like halfway in the shoe, halfway on the shoe to like wear the shoes properly or not properly, but to actually wear the shoes at all. Um. You know, you know, it's like in that moment, it's just like, again, it's it, 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 it just kind of perfectly encapsulates it because it's like he just misunderstood, you know, and like he's he's dealing with these things that he just kind of has to deal with, and like, you know, he's just in a way he was trying to be considerate, where it's like he could have asked his dad for new shoes, but maybe he knew they didn't have the money, or maybe he just didn't want to ask his dad for anything. He just wanted to, he just wanted to kind of carry that, you know. Um, 
you know, and that is also, um, um, you know, that kind of sentiment also carries forward because, you, know, you know, in that same breath where his dad is talking about this, he also talks about how, um, you know, Nakami would always kind of stay up and like cook him dinner because, um, you know, he, you know, he would always come home from work late. So he'd always say, because, you know, you know, so these, you know, these little things that, that Nakami always did, but maybe never got the appreciation for, again, maybe sometimes caused to, you know, caused a misunderstanding, um, you know, about like who he is and like his personality and all this stuff. And it does kind of, you know, I mean, you know, now you see where he is now, where it's like with this whole insomnia thing, um, it's very similar where it's like he, he, he he's very misunderstood. He, you know, kind of, he, you know, um, you know, kind of comes off as this like, um, you know, he's distant. Um, you know, he's like asleep in class all the time. Um, um, he can be irritable, which comes from you know not sleeping. You know, so you, you know these things where it's like, you all don't really know. You'll just kind of see it from the outside perspective. But if you talk to me and you got to know me, you know that I'm not at all like any of those things. Um, you know, so again, it's kind of showing that. This has been true in some sense or another for his entire life. So, um, let's see. Uh, I just have this cool moment here where uh, where Shiromaru talks about finding something that touches your heart. Um, kind of, you know, kind of embarrassing thing to say, but um, kind of hits Nakami at, at home, and you know, I I believe that that's very much leading towards what is something that can get close to his heart. It's mockery, clearly. Um, you know, so we'll, you know, we'll see that kind of carry forward, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then we get some more backstory with Maguri's older sister, where she does, uh, still does carry some some resentment towards her, um, you know, because as a child, Maguri was always getting special treatment because of her, her like, health conditions. Um, and then even aside from that, um, or on top of that, Maguri would many times be very upset and, you know, probably very, in, uh, you know, very aware that people are giving her special treatment, you know, you know, so if you like from the outside, you could see like, why are you crying? Why are you, why, why are you upset? You don't, you know, everyone is super nice to you and caters to you and everything like that. And, you know, as, as a kid, I can see you getting like super jealous of that, right? Cause that's what kids do. But then, if you're actually that kid that's getting special treatment and you and you realize it, it's like, oh, people, you know, people might act fake towards you um, or like many things in your life aren't real, you know, like even that scene where they were having the race and like clearly she wasn't going to win, like she was not doing very well. Um, but like everyone like pulled her forward and they, they, they pulled her through the finish line and she she won the race. It's like, but that's not real, you know, it's not it's not real. Like if I didn't have this health condition, I could, you know, I could actually be a part of things and not be like, not just get the like, oh, well, she, she won, she won the race, everybody, you know, like we know, like, hey, 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 hey everyone slow down, you know, let, you know, let Moguri stay with the pack, you know, don't, you know, don't run too far ahead of her, you know, we don't want to make her feel bad. You know, you know, that classic scene where that conversation happens and then you peer over and like, you know, Maguri is around the corner listening to everything. And, 
you know, it's just like, ah, it just, it doesn't give you a good feeling because it's like, oh, they're all, they're all like letting me win. And I don't, I don't like that. You know, that's not, that's not a good feeling. You know, you know, maybe when, you know, maybe for some kids, I mean, some instances it's good, but when you understand what's happening, it's like, no, 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 no. Everyone, (laughs) everyone do what they're going to (laughs) do. You know, I don't want to win this because you all like, you all run in slow motion, you know, again, this, and you know, this applies to everything, not just a race, but, um, you know, so you know, that's why she said, it's like, it's, it, it's not fair. You know, why was I born like this? Um, you know, and in a way she might feel like she can never really get close to other people. Cause maybe people are just like nice to her just because of her condition, you know? So again, two very different sides. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's basically it. Um, you know, Margaret's old sister does also talk to Nakami and say that you have this like responsibility now. And she's like, oh, what responsibility is that? Um, obviously, like, you know, very clearly like, oh, you guys, you guys like each other. That's, that's, that's definitely a real thing. Um, you know, so good stuff. Good, you know, you know, good little backstories for both our main characters here. And, uh, yeah definitely leading towards the end of the season where we're gonna get some feelings shared i i i can i can already tell <laughs> uh next we got oshinoko episode nine um this is a very memcho centric episode um yeah so memcho is actually 25 <laughs> not 18 lying about her age not super uncommon especially on like the internet world um man seven years huh <laughs> you lied about it. it seven year difference jeez oh my gosh um but yeah uh but you know i you know i i, I do really like this scene though because one it's it's, it's funny because it's like seven years jeez um but then we have ruby coming in and be like i don't care i don't care it's it's I, you're you're incredible I, i'm a big fan of yours you're awesome please join my auto group we're gonna be amazing and i'm just like oh my gosh <laughs> you you accept me <laughs> you know so it's just like that's oh, awesome um and and memcho is super needed because she does have that that online presence that none of the other members have so she's able to come in give them a boost to their, their like youtube stuff um and uh, it's great, you know. You know that's something that's that's very interesting with their group. Is I feel like each member so far brings something to the table, um, and uh, that is kind of what they need because they are a a a, a budding idol group. And they have nothing to go off of. You know what I mean? Um, Strawberry Productions is is not a very big production company, and they don't really manage any idol groups at the moment. Um, so it's tough. I mean, you know, they they really are starting from the ground up. So, um, you know, you know, with each member kind of bringing their own little special sauce to the group, I think is very important. Um, yeah. And uh, and so yeah, they you know, they get further, and you know, this is really the, the like huge start to their like idol careers. You know, because obviously they formed and we had Kana and all that stuff, but. Um, now it's like, okay, we're, we're doing this because, you know, they, they get some more words like, oh, we don't have any original songs yet, so we can't really do anything. 
Memchow is a great idea of like, yeah, but we have all of B. Komachi's catalog. <laughs> like we're calling ourselves that. We're the same production company. We can just perform their songs, you know, and that's also really smart because uh, we don't, you know, there are already songs that exist, already known songs, just like covers of them, you know. Um, you know, and it also kind of gets our name out there, right? Um, and then when we get some popularity, get a little bit of buzz, then we can start bringing original songs to the table. It's smart. Um, fortunately, they're, they're, they're not good singers. Um, I do like the very end, though, because Kana, not really fighting to be the, to, like, meet the, the lead character. Uh, Memcho and Ruby very much are, and they go to a karaoke bar, and it's just like, neither one of them are good <laughs> they were good singers but they do stumble upon kana we see that kana actually has a history of singing and uh she's pretty pretty good so i i i wonder if that's and again i i always say this way too late <laughs> but i have read oshinoko um not all of it, not caught up, but I am definitely past where the show is going to be. Uh, it was like 11 episodes, I think, in the season, so I'm definitely way past that. So, no spoilers, though. You know, you know, I never give any uh, any spoilers of the things I already know because that's not fair. But um, I don't usually remember everything, and in this moment, it's definitely one of those moments where I'm just like, I don't remember what happens. Like, do they realize this? And they're like. I'm not a good singer. You're not a good singer. Maybe in the future, if we get some lessons and we really, you know, and we really like up our game, then one of us can be the like center idol. But in this moment, let's kind of put us out our egos and we should make Kana the one. Like she, she, she clearly is a better singer than us. She has some experience clearly. Like, for now, at least, we should we should make her the center. Which is really funny because you can tell that kind of didn't really want it. So if they do go to her and they're like, "We want you to do it," she's like, "What? I thought I thought you two weren't weren't you two having like this big like like war? It's a like competition. What what happened here?" Um, so I, I can definitely see that happening. Or maybe they go to her just for like lessons and it's just like, "Hey, we saw this. Can you can you teach us to? Can you like?" help us get better <laughs> so i don't know but i am very excited for this because again there's only two episodes left in the season but i would by the end of the season i would like to see them perform something um you know i think that's really important um yeah and then on aqua's side of the story um two episodes left i don't really know where we could end with him so like what's the last thing we saw of him right we saw them doing the show and then him and Akane have this, like, fake real relationship. Um, we did see a little bit of him this episode, I believe, where the, like, director guy told him that, uh, shoot, what was it? There was something about, like, Akane's, like, production company or, like, or, like the, like, stage company or something. There was some connection to that, and I... So, so that just like falls right into his lap where he's like, that's perfect because I'm, I'm dating Akane. So that's, the, you know, I've, I have a connection to that. So I'm sure he's going to chase that. I don't remember what happens with that though. If anything happens with that, like, 
or even what the connection is really i think there's like a person there right i think that's what the director was saying there's like some person that may have some connection to i that works there or something so i'm sure he's gonna chase that because that's that's aqua's whole deal <laughs> um but yeah so we'll see i'm very excited for the last couple episodes because again i don't remember exactly what happens but i mean this this has been pretty solid so far and you know you know i think that on both fronts they are going to have something that's like you know caps off the season and makes us excited for hopefully a second season and lastly kubo won't let me be invisible episode 11 i believe there's i don't know about this one one more episode left maybe maybe there's only 12 episodes i don't know um yeah this one was cool. This one was, was mostly just uh, them two hanging out. Shirashi and Kubo hanging out all day. Very cool. Very nice stuff. Um, I do like one, one thing I do like about this episode is that, and just as the season goes on, I feel like there is less and less of the main shtick being Kubo messing with Shirashi. And it is more so just them kind of hanging out and like doing stuff and then like kind of peeling back the layers of, especially the the kubo character i mean even even shirashi kind of mentions it or thinks about it this episode where he's like well i've never really seen the side of kubo before and it is because they are hanging out more and they are becoming closer you know and, and it isn't just like they're classmates and they're kind of you know just kind of hanging out you know um so some some key moments here um we have the train kind of rattling around and shirashi gets into a kind of a weird position gets gets really close to kubo um and like just super indicative of his character where he's like he's like doing his best to not like get too close to kubo because you know you know he wants to be uh respectful of, of her boundaries um but then also you, you can tell that that's very painful for him because people can't see him you know you know so they're just kind of moving about and they bump into him pretty hard because they don't see a person there and so he's he's not doing very well but kubo appreciates this he's and she's like wow this is he's really going through it for me <laughs> so that's really cool um then we have another moment another moment we talked about this with uh you know with the yamada uh show we have three people three people coming in just kind of surrounding kubo and just like hey how you doing hey i got i, I found this pancake place <laughs> and just like in what in what scenario it's the same thing i talked about with the with the dang yamada show it's like when has this ever worked for you three when have you guys ever just walked up on a girl three of you <laughs> been like hey you want to hang out <laughs> and she's been like well yes i do <laughs> Oh man, I was, I was hoping a group of guys would just, it would just approach me and, and ask that, and you did. <laughs> just like, what are we, what are we doing? And like, that's a moment, you know, you know, I do really like this moment too because this is another moment where, or this is one of the few moments that that we see Kubo, not, like, confident or like smug, or like, kind of, kind of in control of the situation you know um and i also love it because then shirashi kind of walks up and like tries to kind of uh intervene i guess 
and I love it because Kubo, uh, you know, rushes to him and like says that that this is her boyfriend, and that kind of you know has them all off or whatever, and they all kind of walk away. But it's a great moment because, um, for her to even say that is like you know, I'm sure super embarrassing for her, super embarrassing for Shirai. She, um, you know, clearly they both like each other, but you know they're definitely not there. Um, but then also to be in that moment and then both be scared um of, of 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 what can possibly happen and then for them to get out of the situation by being with each other is just like oh this is great and then for them to be there for each other it's just perfect you know um let's see um yeah they they realized this is another crazy thing where it's like they didn't get their tickets in advance which is nuts but then be like for there to be even the possibility of like well we can still see it. we just won't sit next to each other it's like in what scenario do you go to the movies with someone and be like, I mean, it's cool if we don't sit next to each other. Like, what do you, what? <laughs> what do you, what do you send opposite ends of the theater for? Like, what, 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 <laughs> what, what is even the point? Um, yeah, so they don't end up doing that, right? They go to a bunch of different places. Um, um, let's see. Uh, you know, I do relate the scene where they, where they drink coffee together. It's like, oh, you're, you're, you're so adult. It's such an adult drink. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, hey, why don't you get tea instead of coffee? And she's like, no, <laughs> if, if you can have coffee, I can have coffee. <laughs> and she's just like, just so mad. She's, you know, in that moment, she's very much a child where she's like, oh, you know, Shirashi over here telling me that I can't have coffee. I'm gonna have coffee. If he has coffee, I can have coffee. And she's just like so so mad. She's like, guys. Oh, um, um, and then uh, them them meet together in like the the store or whatever, and uh, him getting another eraser, and her be like, why don't you get this one? And, and hands him the bunny eraser. She's like, oh well, you you said any eraser. It doesn't matter the style. You said any eraser. That, that's funny, you know, because her whole thing is like bunnies right like she's a big bunny fan um so it's like oh you want to get a bunny eraser so that was, that was, that was a cute moment um and then uh, another great thing which kind of closes out the episode is um you know her kind of realizing that her kind of uh noticing and telling him that hey you know your you know your your facial expressions you had a lot of different like faces when you're watching the movie which is so weird because you know you you never really do that anywhere else and he kind of has this sort of like sad reasoning as to why where it's like oh well people don't ever really notice me so um you know you know if i do have different facial expressions or whatever if i do kind of smile to myself or something and someone randomly does notice me out of nowhere then they're gonna think i'm weird for just like smiling to myself or something you know because they don't have the context you know because they don't ever see me so they just kind of jump in in the middle of my book without reading up until that point you know you know so like they you know you know so that's that'll make it really hard for for me to be approachable because they'll just randomly see me like smiling to myself or making a face or something where other people make faces and it's like oh it's not weird because i knew you were there the whole time i can understand the context as to why you're you're making that face as to why you're feeling and displaying that emotion but for me no one will ever see that or feel that so that's why i, I try my hardest to just be like neutral <laughs> and then she has a great thing where she's like yeah but you don't have to worry about that around me and it's just like 
the wave of like relief that hits him is is palpable you know because it's like he's, he's right because she does notice you so it's like you don't have to try your hardest to do that it's like oh i can't just turn it off and i've done this for years and she's like that's fine but like just know that you don't have to do this you know you don't you don't have to be you, you don't have to hide anything from me right you know and then even the way it closes out the episode where it's like she's like oh i want to hang out again it's like, oh that's incredible I'll hang out you know promise did the pinky promise and that's great and then him kind of uh reflecting on the day and her being like oh but i can read you like a book and then him being like wait can she really <laughs> and then him thinking about all the different like moments of the day where he had certain emotions you know like like him on the train or you know him uh you know like him like watching her drink co- like the coffee and loving it or whatever like was she, you know he's like thinking like was she able to read my thoughts and emotions in those moments because if she was very embarrassing <laughs> you know so um uh, yeah great episode like i said i, I love the show um and we're, we're getting closer we're getting closer and closer to a possible moment i don't know if they're ever going to really confess to each other but if it happens it's going to be a great day um <laughs> uh, and yeah that is it for this week um great episodes all the way around yeah like i said i'm pretty sure i, I counted them and i think there's like six of our 11 shows will be ending next week so um yeah get ready for that the 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 finale of six of our shows next week um yeah and then after that like i said like then most and then many of the other shows i think are the week after that so um yeah so we're we're pretty much gearing up i mean the, the only one that i know for a fact is not ending at that point is uh gundam you know because that's only on a, we, we only covered episode nine this week and i think there's like there's 12 episodes so um you know because gundam i think maybe started late and i think i had like one or two delays so that's why we're like still super early well not that early but it feels really early in the in in the season versus all the other shows um but yeah we're getting close to like pretty soon i don't know exactly when but pretty 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 soon um i'm gonna come out i'm gonna make my preview episode for the summer season the next season coming up that's obviously if you don't know um before every season i come out with a a preview episode where i basically talk about um all the different shows that at that moment i am planning on covering for the upcoming season um you know that way you guys know and you guys can get ready for which shows i'm going to cover um you know sometimes it changes slightly and obviously as of the first couple weeks, two, three weeks of the season go on, you know, some shows get picked up, some shows get dropped, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I'll probably come up with that soon. And I'm, I have taken already a little bit of a peek at the upcoming season, and there, there are definitely some bangers. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, let me know what episodes you enjoyed this week. Um, let me know which finales you are most excited for. Um, let me know which shows next season you're most excited for. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Until next time, watch more anime.